Hello, 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 and welcome. It's Dr. B again for another exciting episode of the Health and Wellness Connection podcast, the uh, first and foremost um, uh, podcast designed to really bring to you some of the more, you know, interesting topics in health and wellness and all the good stuff regarding, uh, you know, getting yourself really back to where you want to be. Now, today I actually have a special guest for you guys. I know my uh, monologues are usually... Uh, how we do the show, but today, you know, luckily, you know, throughout my travels and life experiences, I've met some really cool people, and um, one of my good friends, actually, that I've been fortunate to to know is a good friend of mine by the name of Mr. Dr. Carlos Mata, and this guy is just really uh, an excellent, excellent uh, physician, but more importantly, he's actually somebody who's, I consider, a man of integrity and overall a good friend. Now, why I brought him onto the show today, because he's actually a plastic surgeon and someone who's extremely extremely talented in his in his field um, he's performed surgeries all over the all over the country he goes on various trips uh, to help those in need and just overall just a good guy so um, he's also someone who could really shed some light on some of these topics in plastic surgery that people have been asking me about in preparation for today's show so um, for that reason I thought he'd be a good guest to bring on so thankfully we have him here today live he's calling in from um, Arizona thank you for coming on to the show we really appreciate your um, your support and listening and, and listening and everything else. Um, now, I told everything about you as far as your kind of briefly about your history, but why don't you just briefly tell some of the listeners kind of what your background is um, as well. I know you've done a whole lot, so you don't have to go on and on, but, you know, please let us know about your skill set and kind of what makes you kind of one of the better surgeons out here that we can listen to for, for advice regarding plastic surgery. We're gonna talk about that too. That's actually about what I really. That's gonna part of my segment to one of our topics. But go ahead, you, you move out of Miami. Go ahead. So yeah, so clearly you're someone a man of experience who's done a lot, seen a lot. Now, because of you know, I'm sure you know today's society. Actually, because of today's society, you know, plastic surgery has actually become a big deal. A lot of people are concerned about their image and how they look and how they look compared to other people. And you know, of course, as a plastic surgeon, you're someone who probably encounters people on a regular basis who are interested in ways they can improve their overall aesthetic. So, what do you tell patients who come into your office saying, "Hey, look, I want to look like Kim Kardashian. What can you do for me?" Like, is there any kind of like coaching that goes on to the patients that you're talking about regarding expectations? And how do you how do you how do you you know manage that? Well, I think the most important thing that I tell every person that walks into my office is that. My name is not God. I can't make something from nothing, but I can improve you. If you're 200 pounds and you want to look like you're 100 pounds, I can't do that. But can I make you look like maybe you're 160 or 150? Absolutely. But again, it's all about the expectation. It's all about understanding what is humanly possible with your frame. If you have a small bone structure, yes, I can shrink you down. But if your bones are really wide and big, Okay. There's not much I can do, okay. and I'm very honest with people, and sometimes they like okay. to hear that, sometimes uh, they let, don't. Let me ask you this. Now, what are some of the more popular procedures? When you say people come in, they want you to improve them. What are people asking you to, to, to do more, more commonly? Is there certain procedures that people are really wanting more than others? 
Yes, I would say, you know, if you look at the American mm-hmm. Society of Plastic Surgeons, breast augmentations, mm-hmm. liposuction are two of the more okay. popular procedures. For me, those are very popular procedures, but usually what I tend to do a lot of are mommy makeovers and what are called BBLs or Brazilian, Brazilian butt lifts. That was actually one of my major topics I want to talk about today because I've noticed personally that's been a huge, huge topic that people are kind of huge are interested, surgery people are interested in uh, as of late. Uh, like I said, I'm in health and wellness. I'm sure everyone knows that. And, you know, one thing I've had a lot of clients who have come to me asking about ways they can improve their body is this whole the BBL phenomenon and like how they can get that procedure to make them look like their favorite celebrities. Now, now, of course, you know, we, we all know that Brazilian butt lifts aren't created equal. Right. There's different kind of procedures out there. Could you like expound on that as far as what kind of BBLs that are out there? What are people doing? I'm assuming, I'm assuming you don't you don't offer the uh, you know the cement injectables in the behind uh, procedure, right? That's that's not your 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 area. <laughs> no, no, that's not something that I do. Mm-hmm. And I think the most important thing mm-hmm. for people to understand is a Brazilian butt lift is one of the riskiest procedures mm-hmm. that you can do in plastic Why surgery. Why is that? What are some of the concerns? And well, I think the problem is is that there's so many people offering plastic mm-hmm. surgery procedures, quote, unquote, and I mm-hmm. mean plastic surgery, um, because there's people, any any doctor can do plastic mm-hmm. surgery, so to speak. Like, if you wanted to start doing Brazilian mm-hmm. butt lift yourself, you could. You could put mm-hmm. a sign on your door saying, I'm a doctor okay. and I can do this. And then people would classify okay. that as plastic surgery. But the problem is, is that there's only one recognized board mm-hmm. of plastic surgery. And so either your surgeon is board certified mm-hmm. plastic okay. surgeon or they're not. Cosmetic surgery is not a classification for plastic surgery. It's yeah. something that we do, but it doesn't make a plastic surgeon. And the problem is, is that people mm-hmm. are doing this procedure. And when they inject the yeah. fat into the rear, sometimes yeah. they're going into the muscle and when it goes into the muscle in the wrong places, it can cause clots mm-hmm. in your blood vessels mm-hmm. that go to your heart okay. and you can die. That's what uh, I mean. No, I'm glad you brought that procedure. up because, you know, in my other life, I'm an ER physician, right? And so I've actually been privy to some of these complications. And I actually want to tell you a quick anecdote regarding that. I had a patient recently actually came in. This actually was a lady who went to the Dominican Republic for a procedure. And uh, she ended up coming to the ER because she noticed her br- her her, um, her breast was very tender this is like two weeks outside of her her surgery date and uh we kind of looked at her when ultimately she ended up having a necrotic piece of skin over her her breast so it seemed like the tissue had had, had um, began to die because of some sort of complication now this woman kind of was really distraught obviously she didn't know what to do she was kind of discouraged because she had called her surgeon back in the in the Dominican Republic and uh apparently they weren't answering her phone calls and just really kind of not really attending to her needs so um, you know, that kind of made me like, wow, like uh, there's a lot of patients who are, you know, not doing the proper screening um, for some of these doctors are seeing and they're going all over the co- world looking for this kind of procedures. And sometimes they're getting really, um, you know, in bad medical shape. So what can you advise some of these people out here who are looking to get surgery? You know, you mentioned so many surgeons who are not truly classified. What 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 you what should patients look for? There's some sort of a, like, let's say if they want to do a procedure and they're looking at a surgeon. How can they vet these surgeons so they can make sure they're getting someone that they can trust with their bodies and their hard-earned money? That's a fabulous question, and I think that's probably one of the hardest questions to answer because there's plenty of good doctors regardless of whether they're plastic surgeons or not. I think the most important thing is asking if your doctor is okay. going to be there for you because, again, these people travel to the Dominican Republic, to Colombia, to 
wherever they want to go, whether they're traveling even in the U.S. to go across the country to see a doctor because they see them on Snapchat mm-hmm. or Instagram or mm-hmm. or Facebook, it's one has the doctor done enough cases for you to feel comfortable that they're going to okay. give you a result that they want. And the most important question is, doctor, if I have a problem, can you take me to the hospital mm-hmm. and take care of me? And what I mean by take care of me is, if I needed another operation emergently, can you do the procedure mm-hmm. at the hospital? A true plastic surgeon can always take you to a hospital and do the procedure. If you want a Brazilian butt lift, I can take you to the mm-hmm. hospital and do the surgery there. But a non-plastic surgeon or board-certified plastic surgeon cannot mm-hmm. go to a hospital and do it. They can only do it Excellent. at that, their office. Fantastic. That's, yeah, that's the something that definitely. I think a lot of patients don't really really explore in detail before getting uh, a surgery. So I think mm-hmm. that's something very important that people should definitely take to heart when they're looking for a surgeon. Now, that actually leads to another question. Um, now, we talked about medical tourism, people leaving because of they want a cheaper uh, surgery. Now, do you think that maybe the plastic surgery procedures are, are maybe too expensive here in the, in the United States? Like, What do you say to people who say, you know what, it's too expensive, I'm going to take my risks. These surgeons have certifications too. I'm going to go ahead and do that. Like, Is there anything you, you, you would have to say to those kind of people who... who that's a that's mm-hmm. that's another great question because again, plastic surgery mm-hmm. when it comes to cosmetics mm-hmm. is totally elective. Yeah. This is not life or death. It's kind of like saying, "Hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. I really want a Ferrari, and I'm going to go yeah. to another country to get it." But you're not really getting a Ferrari. <laughs> it sounds like you are, but the reality is, certain yeah. costs are fixed. A good example that I give patients is, let's say, for example, you want breast mm-hmm. implants or breast augmentation. The implants in the U.S., depending mm-hmm. on the company are $1,800. Let's say you go to Mexico or you go to Colombia, the implants just by themselves are 100 to $200 in another country. In the U.S., what it costs surgeons here is $1,800. That's a huge difference. So how can we say, okay, right there, it's already $1,600 more. That's, yeah. So that's a difference, just the cost of stuff, the insurance regulations, the requirements of us to have malpractice Mm -hmm. insurance. Those are things that in other countries, there sometimes Mm -hmm. are no regulations. You know, you might be thinking you're getting this doctor and might Mm -hmm. be their assistant. And that's the way it works because they're busy. So they pay someone else a lot less Mm -hmm. than what they're getting paid for them to do a procedure. So you don't know what you're getting done. And by who? Yeah, I can definitely so. um, see why the cost would be so so great. Um, now, I think a lot a lot of patients are just kind of, I guess, so enamored with these physiques they're seeing on social media and online that it seems like they're willing to risk their lives potentially to save some dollars. And I can say personally that you know, if it does go poorly as far as complications are, are concerned. You know, the cost can be quite, quite astronomical. So I think it's critical that people who are interested in surgeries and want to, like, you know, get a procedure done, really do a good job researching their surgeon of choice and and really, um, you know, making sure they do their research. You know, it's very important. Now, let me ask you this now, because one thing people ask me about, too, is a lot of celebrities and they're different because this it seems like they're the influencers who really get people excited about certain procedures. And what would you say? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds bad. Are you familiar with you know Nicki Minaj, right? You know you know who she is, right? So what's going on yes, with her behind? Correct. You would yep. know because mm-hmm. I've always been curious as far as why is it changing shape every few months? Like, is there something going on there? Is there a leak going on? Is there some sort of complication? Like, how would you? I don't know if you've seen the issues. I figured you have a more of an expertise to really diagnose things. <laughs> like, are am I like kind of you know seeing things here, or is there something going on that someone should be concerned about if they're getting such a, a similar procedure? Go ahead. 
Gotcha. I would say it's impossible to know for sure unless you're Nikki's doctor for sure. I mean, there's assumptions that can be made just because you look at somebody holding their chest, you're not going to assume they're having a heart attack because it looks that way. Until you talk to them and examine them, uh, you won't know for sure. But my best guess is that, yeah, she's probably had some complications mm-hmm. or some issues. She's gone in for mm-hmm. some touch-ups here and there, and it's possible that she might have had mm-hmm. butt implants with okay. fat grafting on top of that to uh, okay. increase the size. But anytime you have implants, because yeah. they're shifting and moving, yeah, things okay. can look very different. But Absolutely. it's hard to know for sure. Absolutely. That's just All the right. best makes, guess. Makes perfect sense. A diplomatic answer from the... Uh, distinguished doctor in the building here awesome all right so next question here so like i said you know me i'm into fitness weight loss going to the gym and everything else but some people are still saying you know what i've done all these you know crunches i've done a thousand squats a day for the past five years and my behind still is not where i want it to be so what do you tell patients who are coming to you for surgery like is there a a time that's ideal let's say if you're like overweight or if you're you know having some other issues is there something that people should be aware of like as far as the ideal time to look for surgery like regarding their own body issues i would say it depends on where they're coming at and the reason i say that is because i see patients that walk in and their bmi let's say is 35 which Mm -hmm. means they're morbidly obese but if you were to examine them gosh Mm -hmm. they're very fit they're muscular Mm -hmm. they go to the gym but they still Mm -hmm. seem and appear fat case by case basis and assess everybody individually because there's some patients that are whose bmi is 20 or less and i'm like my goodness you're too thin for this procedure and so it all depends on the fat content and in terms of safety Mm -hmm. so you understand according to the american society of plastic surgeons there is a safety guideline saying that you shouldn't do any more than five liters of liposuction which is the equivalent of about 11 11 pounds pounds at a time as far as what's safe to do in the or so people want to lose like 50 pounds and go to surgery to do that probably not possible or is it possible what's your Correct. It's not necessarily possible, but here's the thing. That number that I just gave you is based on outpatient surgery. And what that means is somebody comes in for surgery, they get to go home. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the max. You can do more, but usually that more requires hospitalization because your body starts to not respond as well. So you have to be observed and monitored to make sure your cardiovascular status is going to be fine. So, okay, safety first. okay, so that obviously makes perfect sense. Let me ask you this what about the whole fat transfer thing? Like, I know a lot of people are doing that too. Is that supposed to be safer or more natural? Can someone say I- I'm natural because they have no implants, but they've done fat transfer? Like, what's your opinion on the fat transfer versus implants? And- I think fat transfer is uh, a very unique procedure in the sense that you can transfer fat to mm-hmm. your face, to your hands, to your chest, to your butt, to your abs, mm-hmm. to your legs your calves you can pretty much transfer mm-hmm. fat just about anywhere even to the yeah. genital area genital area so, so again, like penis enlargements depends. or vaginal yep. enlargements or what kind of a uh sometimes oh, wow. a little bit of both um depending on a couple that might come in and want mm-hmm. some rejuvenation down there so it, it it all depends i think fat transfer is a natural way but it is a surgical procedure and i think the question that celebrities get around is, right. is your butt natural and the answer will always be yes because it's naturally you. You didn't put anything foreign in your body, but th- the better question would be how hey, you uh, had Dr. surgery. Mata, hold that, hold that thought for one second. Yes. Uh, they're calling for a break. We're going to um, take a quick break here for commercials. About um, we'll, come, we'll be right back here in about, uh, basically, before, before you realize it, we'll be back. All right, guys? Stay tuned. 
Afro Vibes Radio, the number one online radio station on the net, reaching over 177 countries around the world. You can listen to Afro Vibes Radio from anywhere around the world. Simply download our app from the Apple or Google Play Store. You can also listen via TuneIn app or visit our website at afrovibesradio.com and listen live. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Dr. B Health and Wellness Connection podcast, the uh, first and foremost podcast designed to really get you exposed to some of the more awesome, more helpful uh, tips and tricks to make your life that much more better than it was before. Again, we're here with a special guest, Dr. Carlos Mata, board-certified plastic surgeon extraordinaire, really giving us a lot of great information regarding surgery, plastic surgery, what you need to look for in your surgeon, and all the things that can really save your life and some money, too, if you really... Um, uh, do it as you're supposed to. Again, thanks, a lot, Dr. Dr. Mata. Sorry for for coming and joining us again today. Now, you were mentioning something uh, before we went to the break regarding um, the fat transfers and kind of if you felt that they were um, natural or be- more beneficial compared to implants. Could you kind of finish up that that thought or or that that uh, that point you were trying to make regarding that? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. I think going back to the whole topic on fat transfer is that it is natural it is your own fat so if you gain weight the fat will grow if you lose weight it will shrink Mm -hmm. so it will basically be with you as you will be so if you get older and don't work out and you gain weight yeah Mm -hmm. the fat's gonna grow so Mm -hmm. if you put that in your chest or your butt your face it'll grow if you lose weight it'll shrink so it is natural because it's you that's awesome that's awesome so so would you say that it would have probably a better um you could it would last longer like with less like changes or complications as far as like 10 years later 20 years later as opposed to implants or is that is there a huge difference or not so much like i would say it depends if you maintain your lifestyle then i would say fat is a better way to go because anytime you have implants there's always the possibility of having the implant Mm -hmm. break down because it's a man-made device Mm -hmm. so the reality is there might be some flaws associated with it Mm -hmm. um but again, it just depends because sometimes implants do a better job than fat. So, mm-hmm. okay, great, 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 awesome. Well, again, what I'm hearing now is that we have some calls. Um, we're looking to probably get some people online because people are apparently trying to ask you some questions here. Um, so let's see if we can get a, a caller here on the line to ask a, a question regarding uh, some plastic surgery issues they might um, have and want you to answer for them. One second, sure, here. of course. All right. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So go ahead, Keisha. Um, go ahead and ask your question for Dr. Carlos Mata here. Okay, so I have two, two questions. Go ahead. First one is um, my mom has like fat deposits in her chin, and it kind of makes her, her chin protrude a little bit more. And um, she was asking me my opinion of it, and I just basically told her, you know, maybe if she lost a little bit of weight, she's not completely really overweight but for some reason the fat just deposits in her chin but she was saying that she could perhaps have some type of surgery to get rid of it so like what would you recommend for people that have fat deposits on different areas from the neck up gotcha well that's actually a really good question because there's actually a couple of options depending on where the fat is if it's actually on her chin or below her chin there are injection there are injections that you can use where you just come in and it's a 10 minute procedure and you get injections that will dissolve the fat that's called kybella that's one option the other option hello yes i can hear you um, the other option is to use like a TrueScope 3D, which is a non-surgical. Next device would be something called TrueScope 3D, which is kind of the 
higher version of the freezing technology, which basically heats up the fat and in eight to 12 weeks makes it die and go away and causes the skin to shrink. And then the last option would be basically liposuction with a laser or ultrasound to help shrink the skin under the chin. So yes, those are very uh, commonly done procedures that I do in my office. Fantastic. Did you get that, Keisha? Yeah, thank you. Awesome, thank you awesome, so much. awesome. Hey, was there another question you, so you had there? or Go ahead. I did. I had one more question. Go ahead. So, um, I myself, I'm a 34D <laughs> cup, and I was looking at options for a breast lift, but mm-hmm. every time I've looked up the surgery, um, it seems like for my size, I would have to get... The, I could get the breast lift, but they would have to actually add silicone to keep it up, and I'm not interested in adding any silicone or anything foreign to my body. So are there any other options I could have for a breast lift um, without adding the silicone? Got you. Absolutely. There are different techniques in plastic surgery where you're able to take sometimes part of the breast tissue that when you do a breast lift that you can use and kind of turn into a pseudo looking implant which is called an auto augmentation or you can basically take your own fat and instead of putting it into like a brazilian butt lift for example you can put it into the breast tissue which is called fat transfer to the breast and also do a breast lift at the same time making it a more natural comfortable appearance without any silicone Sometimes people do that procedure all at the same time, meaning you do the liposuction and put the fat into your breast and do a lift. Or some people do the fat transfer and then do a lift. Or the final option is to do a lift, wait, let things heal, and then come back and put the fat transfer. So those are our options for sure. Okay. Okay, awesome. That, that actually, that's new. So I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. You have a great day. Awesome. You too. Bye-bye. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That's, uh, that was a uh, that was Keisha calling in regarding uh, some questions, some really good questions as well regarding a uh, fat transfer and uh, um, you know ways you can kind of do different kinds of uh, augmentation. So, um, so great. So again, ultimately we have um, a lot of people here um, that are waiting. See so if we can get uh, another person here. One second, getting a uh, one second. Oh. All right. How's the weather in Houston? Uh, it's pretty hot, actually. It's pretty hot, so uh, <laughs> we're trying to try to stay cool out here. I don't know about um, I'm sure Skies was probably hotter, but um. Hello, this is Brianna. Fantastic. How you doing, Brianna? Um, thanks for joining us today I'm on doing the Health. Well. Of- awesome. Thanks for joining us today on the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. We have Dr. Carlos Mata. Did you have a question for him today? Yeah, I do. I had a, a maybe three questions, possibly. <laughs> She uh, has okay. a couple questions for you. Sure, Go ahead, I'm ready. Hello. Um, so my first question is: Does plastic surgery mean you're not honestly happy with yourself? Um, what is your opinion on that? Do you meet a lot of insecure people who want to get uh, surgery? I'm not sure. I, I I heard the question. Can you repeat it one more time? I think we'll no, cut out a little bit. No, basically, what she said it was: um, Would you say people who seek out plastic surgery are potentially insecure or maybe not feeling comfortable with themselves? Is, is that accurate, Brianna? I don't know if that was kind of. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I think it's a little bit of both. I think some people it's not that they're insecure, but 
it's kind of like if you made a B on a test and you're like, God, if I could do extra credit and get an A, why not? So some people just want to feel better. It's not that they're insecure. They're perfectly fine with the way they are, but they're like, well, I only get one life. So if I could look better, why not? It's kind of like if you have a nice car and you're like, they have the ability to get a nicer car. Some people do. And maybe some people consider that vanity, which might be true. But again, everybody has a different opinion of what they want to spend their money on or what they want to see. So. All right. Awesome. Uh, was there another question there you had, Brianna? Yes. Um, my second question is, how often do you have to keep up with the plastic surgery? Well, and the what are the long-term is- effects? Gotcha. The reality is you don't have to keep up with plastic surgery at all. It could be a one-time thing that you do something to make yourself feel better. Um, And technically, if you take care of yourself and maintain your diet and exercise and maintain the wellness aspect of things, it can theoretically last your whole life. Like, let's say you had a breast augmentation, for example. Implants are not lifetime devices, but if they're well taken care of and... um, appropriate measures are taken they can technically last your whole life hmm. without needing another surgery but obviously there's always situations or problems or health changes that change the situation but you don't have to keep up with it awesome awesome great so yeah so okay. um, go ahead Brianna, you have one more question you, you said or go ahead um my last question is how often do people come back uh, disappointed and wanting something different uh, or wanting to add more to themselves and not being satisfied with themselves? How often does that happen? In, in my personal practice, I would say less than 5%. I would say maybe one out of 20 people will have something done and then feel like, wow, I feel good about this. Now I'm focused on something else, maybe one in 20. But the reality is most people, when they come in and they get their their hang up or whatever situation they feel could be improved, I'd say 95% of the patients are happy with what they got done, that they're good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, okay, if, cool. if the, well, thank you. Thank you so much for calling. You're welcome. I appreciate you. Awesome. All right, no problem. So, Thank you so much for answering my question. Great. So that's actually another question I want to ask you, uh, Doctor Mata. Um, how often do people like come out, come back? I know you're probably one of the you know better surgeons out there, but is that common for people to come back and say, you know, I don't like this breast implant, can't take it out, or I don't like this butt, this BBL, could you remove the fat? Like, is that something that people have ever done, demanding a, a redo or a revision, or, or just simply re- reversing the surgery? I would say it's it actually happens quite often. Okay. I don't personally see a lot of it mm-hmm. per se in the surgeons in the surgeries that I do, but forty percent of my practice is revision plastic surgery. Oh, wow. And what that means is that I see four out of every ten patients that walks into my office mm-hmm. has had a surgery done somewhere else mm-hmm. where they felt that the result was not what they expected to see. Oh wow. So because it wasn't the result that they expected to see, they come and see me and maybe they choose to have another procedure to improve upon what another surgeon has done or what they failed to do. And I think the reason this happens is because the Mm -hmm. expectation hasn't been set Mm -hmm. properly. Mm -hmm. If you're expecting a black car and I give you a red car, no matter even if it's the same car except for the color, you're going to be unhappy. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you promise somebody a black car, you give them a black car. Mm-hmm. If they want a blue car, you give them a blue car. If they want a red car, you give them a red car. It mm-hmm. all depends on the expectation. Definitely. And sometimes people, in order to basically, because plastic surgery is a business, they're mm-hmm. in the business side of it, not yeah. necessarily in the patient care side of it. Definitely. So that's why I tell patients, if I promise you something, that's what I plan on delivering. Nothing yeah. more, nothing less. Cool. So... Well, I mean, that sounds, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty awesome. I mean, I think, uh, Carlos, you've done a great job to this point. I mean, if you go to, by the way, um, let me shout him out real quick. Um, Dr. Carlos Mott, you can find him on the Internet at naturalresultsaz.com. Um, you can there you can see all of his first of his practice is called Natural Results Plastic Surgery out there based in Scottsdale, Arizona. Highly recommend you check him out, even if you're not from Arizona. If you're going to fly to DR, consider flying to Arizona instead because this guy can really take care of you. He's definitely one of the more uh, reasonable surgeons out there. will give you realistic expectations, give you a full breadth of options, both implants and uh, non-implants, and just really kind of answer your questions. So, I was going to tell a quick story before we before we end the show that uh, you know the, the, the Brazilian butt lift is one of the more popular procedures now. And I remember you were telling me how when you were in Miami that you were like in essentially BBL boot camp. <laughs> It's like you're doing them like every day, you know, for yep. weeks and weeks and years. So if anyone's more skilled at the BBL, I'd be hard pressed to find them because this guy's probably uh, do, has been done, done. I would say thousands at this point. So um, clearly, if you want someone to get the job right and do it correctly, you want a, um, a surgeon who has a slight tinge of OCD, like Dr. Mata, which is a good thing in this field. You want that, and uh, <laughs> and uh, overall, you really can't go wrong by uh, allowing Dr. Mata to take care of you, if, care of you if you have those issues. So is there anything else you want to say, Dr. Mata, before we uh, wrap up the show today? Uh, I just want to say thank you for having me on. Mm-hmm. And if you ever need a discussion on any topics that are coming on the news, I'm happy to discuss them because, um, you know, being on social media and televising my surgeries, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that I tell people because of Snapchat, because of Instagram, plastic yeah. surgeries become very prevalent and very yeah. prominent. But I tell people, don't always believe everything you see on social media. Absolutely. Because people have found ways to doctor to photoshop or to Mm -hmm. change certain things Mm -hmm. that sometimes you see true people that are like gym people showing you look this is what i look like with flash look at Mm -hmm. my cellulite when you see it without flash that they themselves are aware of what people want to see versus what people would expect to see in terms of reality so sometimes social media doesn't give realistic expectations so that's why i typically tend to do my surgeries live like on snapchat you actually get to see the real life version of the surgery i can't usually do that on instagram because there's so many filters and things that i can't show but you know, when you see it live, you can't alter that. You can't Photoshop that because it's happening in real time. So that's what I would tell people to check out. All right, great. I think we may have a one more for one more caller. Let me see if we can get this person in. I'm gonna try one second here. And shout out your social media, by the way, because that's one thing. He has a really cool social media, guys. Live surgeries, before and afters. So shout out to the people so they can um, follow you and get those uh, in behind the scenes uh, videos. Gotcha. My Instagram. Uh, is at Dr. Scottsdale D-R-S-C-O-T-T-S-D-A-L-E and my Snapchat is Dr. D-R Scottsdale S-C-O-T-T-S-D-A-L-E basically Dr. Scottsdale is my handle Um, and for Snapchat it's D-R period Scottsdale so awesome awesome question call are you there yeah, go I have ahead. a question. My name's Brandy. Okay, Brandy, go ahead. Go ahead, Brandy. Give, give us your question. So, I've been watching Love and Hip Hop, and I saw how 
like Michelle got her um, ass injections removed and I purposely met up with a lady to get some and I've been thinking like all other other options because I've been doing squats and everything I can do and I just feel like ass injections are the only way but she said she was in so much pain and I just don't know what else to do doctor. Hold on, hold on, real quick. You said that you are seeking out ass injections or you had them done already? Yes, I had a consultation. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is a co- someone who's had apparently a consultation for, for behind, for sorry, ass injections. Uh, what do you think about that, Dr. Mata? Uh, is there any um, advice you can give this young lady? That we're going to... No, actually, I had a consultation for um, ass injections, but injections, sorry. I had a consultation, but I saw an episode of Love and Hip Hop where Kay Michelle, a singer, she was really struggling was getting them removed because there was some muscle tissue issues or something happened and I'm just afraid so I was looking for other options I want to know if you guys could talk about other options for girls so we can you know be safe in our pursuit of a larger derriere gotcha okay I think I'm following now I would say there's different kinds of injections thank you Brandy thank you Brandy for calling in I certainly wouldn't recommend silicone injections because those cause what are called granulomas or basically scar tissue formation in your in your rear end or your butt that if it gets infected becomes a problem and then it starts to spread and that's where people can lose part of their skin and their tissue and there's been some famous actresses in this country and in other countries who've had those in procedures to increase their size of their rear and ended up with some horrible horrible problems with dead skin and necrosis and and all kinds of stuff so i would not recommend those if you don't have a whole lot of fat tissue i would recommend either using something like sculptro which is a filler that uh lasts about two years but will cause your body to make its own tissue so from that standpoint that's a nice alternative it is a pricier alternative because Mm. you need a lot of it um, but it can give you a really nice result Awesome. But again, remember that it's temporary. So okay, all right. Well, excellent. So hopefully, uh, Brandy, if you're listening, you uh, won't do the uh, cement or or um, rubber glue injections, and seek out a professional to give you some official injections like Skeptra and other uh, safe options. Again, so that's our final uh, question, and I just want to thank everybody for listening in. Uh, the show is going to be broadcast uh, very soon on Afro. Uh, vibes and other awesome uh, internet stations. Uh, check us out online. Again, I'm Dr. Barry here at the Health of Wellness Collection podcast. Check me out at Instagram, Dr. Barry MD. Um, also, check us out on the various sites on the interwebs. Uh, appreciate you guys for listening in. See you next week. Goodbye. Your favorite radio station. This is Afro Vibes Radio Houston.